knives down. Get ready for a plate full of locally sourced burgers and join us as we take a bite out of the Little Apple. I am your host, Katie Weavy. And I am Becky Goff, and this is Little Apple Bites Podcast. Today we have Genevieve McGregor with Sparks Burger Company joining us. Welcome, Genevieve. Well, hi, guys. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So we start every podcast with the same question to everyone, which throws everyone off, every single person we've had on. And that is, what makes the Little Apple a special place for you? Well, I will first start off saying I am new here. So I just moved here earlier this year around, well, actually the exact same time I opened the restaurant. And what I find so enchanting about the Little Apple is really, and I know you see it on billboards and people say it, but it's true how much people, the community supports each other, um, which I think is what makes my restaurant um, so easily embraceable around here, is that Mm -hmm. people really do go out of their way to support locals and to support each other. And I have been many places and have not seen that before, so I find it very special. Yeah. That's awesome. It's kind of a running theme for that question. It is a running theme uh, (laughs) that the community supports the community. And so it's nice to hear that kind of an outsider looking in as well uh, feels that community bond as well. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to every city in the nation, but Mm -hmm. I will say it does seem pretty unique from where I've been. And it's just very heartwarming. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So let's talk about Sparksburger. You came here from Colorado and opened this business six, seven months ago. It feels like seven years, but yes, yes. I think it's about <laughs> seven, almost eight months ago. Um, yeah, I launched it on Mother's Day, which would be mid-May okay. of this year. And so I, I opened on Mother's Day as a gift to my child, whom I left in Colorado to come out here specifically to open this restaurant. Um, he's 16, so, okay. um, and he's with his dad. So he's good. But I did um, open it on Mother's Day as a, to show him that if you have a dream, kiddo, you go out and you do it, just like your mother's doing. So, Wow. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. How long have you had this dream? Tell us, uh, tell us about that a little bit. Um, you know, the dream, <laughs> this idea came to me probably three years ago. I've been in food service my entire career, and I know you can't see my gray hair on the radio, but uh, <laughs> I've had a long career and already feels like a long life. But um, So I've been in food service and just... There's people like me who love it, you know, despite every (laughs) indication that you should run and run (laughs) fast away from restaurant work. There are people who I I do believe it's a calling for us, just like people who produce food, like, you know, farmers and ranchers who grow food. Mm -hmm. There are people who really are inspired by serving food. Um, So and I'm one of them. So I've done it my entire career. Got to a certain age. Um, I was actually a, a pastry chef for okay. for okay. 20 years. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and got to a certain point in my career where I just felt like I was burnt out. Um, okay. I still loved it, but somehow making wedding cakes and truffles and eclairs just wasn't doing it for me. So instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, I thought, well, I do still love, you know, team management. I love the hustle and bustle of a restaurant and food service. What means the most to me? And this wasn't an overnight thing. It was, you know, cosmic series of events that sort of led me to, I wanted to start a restaurant that supports everything that I love, Yeah, which 
I like to think is kind of important to a lot of us, you know, taking care of the people who grow our food, knowing where our food comes from, knowing who our money's going to, especially mm -hmm. in this day and age, um, keeping it in the community and also taking really good care of the hard workers in that restaurant, which is another thing that I do very well. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that's where the dream came from. Instead of me just getting a desk job, which I know I would not be good at, uh, I decided to just bite the bullet and create the restaurant of my dreams. And here we are. Wow. That's awesome. So <laughs> what drew you to Manhattan, Kansas from Colorado? Like what kind of was the driving factor of bringing you here to open the restaurant? Uh, I think I already used this phrase, but that cosmic series of events, mm -hmm. it was almost like Manhattan chose me. Mm. Um, you know, again, I uh, came from Colorado. How I, I had never actually been to Kansas before okay. in my life. Oh, wow. So, and I lived in Colorado for 32 years. And when I started developing this idea, I was originally going to have chicken on the menu. Don't get excited. It's not on there yet. <laughs> but came out to Kansas to find a pasture-raised chicken farmer. Okay. Met her, drove back to Colorado, where, again, I had lived for many, many years. And as soon as I got home, I told my son, I said, I have to go. I just, I just fell in love with this state. I you know, I was totally enchanted, and I knew this restaurant had to be here. Yeah. And then looking on LoopNet, ended up in Junction City, actually moved there, thought the restaurant would be there. People kept mentioning Manhattan. I started to search around a little bit more before signing on the dotted line and then ended up here. Again, just really um, gravi gravitated here because of the warmth of the community of course, demographics, we have a lot of suppliers, ranchers, you know, farmers and people who know, you know, that they're kind of losing their family farm unless we do something to promote them and yeah. utilize their products. So all, all the stars aligned. Um, and here I am in Manhattan. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> would, would have not thought this. <laughs> if you had said three years ago, you're going to open a hamburger restaurant in Kansas, I would not have believed you. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I do, uh, I want to go back to, you said, you know, it's important to know where your food comes mm -hmm. from and supporting your local ranchers. And that's one of the um, first things that I saw the first time I went into your restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that is such a cool feature of your burger restaurant. And so talk a little bit about all of your food is locally sourced, all your meat. Is locally sourced. There correct? you go. Yeah. <laughs> Back up just a Back little up. bit. All your yeah, meat I'm not, is locally not sourced. entirely a purist just yet. Yeah. Um, so all of our meat and dairy, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. is locally sourced within I say a hundred miles. Okay. There's one supplier that's a little bit further than that, but let's not split hairs. Um, so all of the meat and dairy, and the reason that is true, actually, to talk a little bit more about how this came to me, is that I was a vegetarian for 32 years as well. Wow. Surprise. Another one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the reason I was is because of animal welfare issues. You know, like a lot of people just though I couldn't bear to the thought of an animal dying on my behalf and the suffering and, yeah. you know, all the graphic imagery we have about that. But then through maturing or I don't know, my own sort of journey, I just, of course, I'm a critical thinker. So I said, if we're going to eat meat, which we are, and I don't want to admonish anybody by because of it. Can we do it as humanely as possible? Right. You know, and so that's when I discovered, actually, that's how I discovered the idea of locally sourcing. 
um, was to meet these ranchers. You know, shake. I always say I shook a lot of hands and hugged a lot of Carhartts. Went out, you know, on dirt roads and met with a lot of ranchers and yeah. toured slaughterhouses, hosed down slaughterhouses. And again, would have never thought a vegetarian would be doing this. Yeah. But I, what I learned is that these people, you know, I call myself at the time, you know, an animal welfare advocate because I don't eat meat three days, a, you know, three times a day. But then you have these people who wake up, you know, before the sunrise and, you know, take care of these. These are the animal welfare activists. Yeah. And so I thought, I want to support you. But I also vet my suppliers, too. And I see how their operations are. And I see it firsthand, yeah. too, you know, just to make sure that we're all on the same page and I feel good about serving it. Yeah. So to go back to your question, um, yes, as soon as you walk into my restaurant, you see their faces yeah. of the ranchers there. Mm-hmm. Because I want you to know who you're supporting again. It's really important, and these people work tirelessly. I think I work hard. <laughs> you know, I just I yeah. want you to know again who is supplying your food, where yeah. your money's going, who you're supporting. Because I think there's an aspect to that that's just really important to us, and it feels really good too. That's awesome. That's <laughs> sorry, I got kind of lost. That happens. Um, so you've mentioned about being a vegetarian and how that kind of your point of view kind of changed a little bit. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of why you decided on the burger restaurant. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned chicken initially. So what made the transition between deciding to start chicken first versus the burgers now? Well, it was going to be just sort of an all inclusive menu, you know, so it was still going to have burgers and, you know, hot dogs like we have now, veggie burgers like we have, but it was going to have chicken because, you know, that's common in this sort of concept, right? Right. Of course, to have an option. Um, But again, as humanely as possible. So pasture raised chicken is kind of a new, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there's people that go, I've been doing it for 150 years. and right. so But in the sense of it being more commercially accessible, right. it's not there yet. So it's, and, you know, and you can imagine how much meat a cow yields compared to how much of one right. chicken yields. Yeah. And so it's just the volume and the just sort of the, yeah, the operations right now don't support chicken. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that so, makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. I think by the time I get this restaurant stabilized, my next concept, not to give anything away, might just be a chicken restaurant. Okay. If, if all, again, everything comes together and, you know, we're able to do it in a way that supports each other and mm-hmm. takes good care of the chickens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. then I'll do it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, and on your website, because I did a little research um, before you came in, you mentioned, you know, the regeneration of Mm -hmm. fast food. Can you explain how that comes into play with your restaurant? Yes. So um, I really, I love the phrase regeneration. You know, I do it to my bones every night when I go to bed. I regenerate them, right? It's just a way to sort of bring life to something that needs nourishment is kind of how I look at it. And so when, again, when I had this crazy dream I decided to take an industry that I love food service right Mm -hmm. and find really what it's sort of I wouldn't I don't know if Achilles heel is the right word but just sort of like what is it that's not honoring the industry fast food right like Mm -hmm. everyone is just sort of a dark spot on the industry and so I thought what if you could regenerate fast food right bring life bring something really healthy to, you know, part of the industry that is 
struggling. Yeah. I don't like to be rude. So I'll just say, you know, could use a little assistance. Right. Um, so that's where the phrase regeneration came from. I mean, I'm a dreamer. This is ridiculous. You know, I think I'm going to start the next wave of fast food, right? Like, guess what, guys? You can still have, you know, the hamburger and the French fries and the milkshake that we've all grown up with that you love. It's, you know, common. It's comfortable. It's traditional. But guess what? It also supports your community. It takes good care of the animals and mm-hmm. the ranchers and the employees get well taken care of. Who does that? Right. Genevieve McGregor does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where, and so that's the okay. idea of the regeneration of fast food. It's like, yeah. what if yeah. you could actually bring life and health to this section of the industry? So this gal's out to try. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, you know, the burgers, having that locally sourced, and I think that they're, um, I think your burgers are more filling than I would get at a typical fast food restaurant. And I think just better quality, better taste, Mm -hmm. obviously. And, um, you know, I, this is going to be a slightly embarrassing admission for me, but... I, I go, love this. From Ka- I love these from Katie. It happens <laughs> fairly often. I can go to McDonald's and eat two burgers and a fries and a large drink, you know, and still probably go home and snack on some candy or whatever. Like I, I go to Sparks Burger for lunch. I am like eating one burger. I share the side with my husband, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm still like, oh, I, I still have like three bites left of this burger. It's so good. I don't want to mm-hmm. put it down, but I'm full. And so I think that that is also um, an interesting part of your restaurant mm-hmm. as well. And I'm curious how you think, you know, your local supplier, mm-hmm. your uh, <coughs> humanely sourced meat kind of plays into mm-hmm. that. Well, that's, I really appreciate the observation yeah. and for your patronage. <laughs> <laughs> um, because everything is by design. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I sit up at night thinking about this restaurant. Um, (laughs) for three years now. Um, And so every aspect of it, including portion size, right? So I think to answer where you're coming from, it's two things. It is the quality of the meat, Mm -hmm. you know, that it is probably, you know, and I'm no scientist or biologist. It's more dense. It's just, it's more nutritious um, than what you would get at a fast food restaurant. You know, I'm not entirely sure that those beef patties and the buns and everything else are 100% food. Right. <laughs> so this is, mm-hmm. right? So even though we use, you know, white enriched buns or whatever, they're of higher quality. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. our lettuce, our tomatoes, everything is of higher quality to where I think your body probably absorbs it. Yeah. You know, this is just a theory. Again, mm-hmm. I'm making this up. But, um, you know, in the potato dippers with their sauce, yes. and ev- you, yes. I don't have to mm-hmm. sell you on this. Um, <laughs> and the sweet potato fries. Oh, yes, the- thank you. Yes. Perfectly mm-hmm. paired with the spark sauce. <laughs> uh, it's it, And again, you know, all of our sauces are handmade, you know, with yeah. ingredients you would have on your own shelf at home. So... It's food, and I think food is filling because yeah. that's its intention. Um, so I think between the quality and the actuality of what you're eating. But I do, again, want to point out the portion size because I know it's sort of a surprise to people on occasion when they come in. And mm-hmm. it is, it's not, I, I'm not here to make the biggest, beefiest, juiciest burger you've ever had. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There's other places that do that. This right. is how we're going to knock your socks off. Right. I don't want to do that. I, again, want to find that that sort of that sweet spot where if you go to a fast food restaurant or fast casual, this is the size of burger you get, right? Yeah. 
And so, and I don't want you to have to take half of it home because I right. personally find that annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. I want you to be, I want you to get, like you were saying, I want mm-hmm. you to fill up, but don't be bloated. Right. You right. know, we do have an overeating problem in America, mm-hmm. you know, and an overserving right. issue. Portion size at a lot of restaurants have become ridiculous. Have you been to the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. You know, and I'm not besmirching it. Right. I'm a pig. I get it. But I don't want to serve. I don't want people to go home and need to take a nap or, you know, Absolutely. Or, yeah. you know, that's the one meal I've had all day. I've actually had customers come to mm-hmm. our restaurant twice, lunch, dinner. And yeah. I consider that a compliment on many levels. Yeah. And I've also heard other people say, you know, I think it was an, a review online. Thank you. That said, I don't feel thirsty after eating it. Like I, with mm-hmm. when I go out mm-hmm. to other restaurants, right. I'm like drinking water. I have to have something all day. And they notice that, when they have our food, they don't because we don't pack our stuff again with a lot of preservatives or additives or extra sodium. So, right. yeah, by design, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, you've mentioned your sauces, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's maybe um, Katie has mentioned that the spark, the spark sauce. sauce. <laughs> Is her favorite. It is. It's on all of the burgers, it and it's uh, it's delicious. I I literally I was so excited to interview you because I was like I want to know what the secret is. I love the spark sauce. I'm, yeah. Okay. So, so she has to tell yeah, me the secret. Tell the secret. I, but. I honestly would probably share most. Uh, I will tell you secrets because I <laughs> believe in transparency, and I'm totally flattered that people are crazy about this sauce. Yeah. And I t- a lot of times will tell people, "Do you know how many iterations of that sauce it took to get to that one?" Yeah. Guess. Guess. Um, I'm gonna. I'm guessing because you're asking us to guess that it. <laughs> Took multiple tries? I'm going to guess like 20. Okay. Becky? Uh, 15. I'm going to go lower than Katie. <laughs> Rude. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Two. What? Okay. Well, oh. So here's, and here's okay. my, the first one was too salty, so I reduced the salt. Done. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, the, so good. Thank though. you. And you know what I love, and I'm so flattered, and mm-hmm. I just, what I love about it is, and I'm going to sidebar story, which you can edit out later if you want. My brother, uh, who's a couple years older than me, came to visit several years ago, and I made hummus for dinner, right? Just mm-hmm. while he was sitting at the mm-hmm. table, boom, 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 made it, served it. And he said, my God, this is the best hummus I have. <laughs> like, yeah. And he, he said, how do you do it? And I said, oh, I just, I don't overthink it. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, I look at a recipe, and again, I've been in kitchens. My mother was a homemaker and baker, and so I've grown up in kitchens, and it right. just comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. Does it look good? Yeah. Does it taste good? Awesome. You don't try, don't try to perfect it, right? And so, because there's no such thing as perfection. And so I made the spark sauce, you know, less salty than the first version, and then thought, we'll see how it gets reviewed, and then we'll tweak it as we go. Mm-hmm. Don't need to tweak that, don't baby. Tweak it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Don't tweak it. Don't ever change. Yeah. So that's my little lesson with that. Okay. And I love it. It's like just yeah. if you love it, put it out there. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then I say we've kind of you kind of touched on the fact that you do offer vegetarian mm-hmm. offer uh, have vegetarian offerings yeah. compared to like some places around town that don't or it's hey we can make this dish vegetarian but yeah. you actually have 
Yes. Specific. Can you tell us a little bit about that too? Because I know that part of that's probably coming from your history <laughs> being a vegetarian. Yes. We actually have, uh, when you walk into the restaurant, there's a poster that I think is so cute that has, you know, like our hot dog and our hamburger and our veggie burger and our milkshake. And then it has a, right next to it, adjacent to it, is the picture of the rancher, the person that created it. So right. you have the veggie burger and then yours truly <laughs> is right next to it. Gotcha. Um, so... Yeah, I created the veggie burger recipe because I was a vegetarian. And then I just made it for everybody, and people love it. And so I knew I didn't want to use just open a pack of Impossible Burgers. Right. Mm -hmm. That, again, is sort of a highly controversial thing, and I don't want to get embroiled in controversy, please. Right. And I want people to eat food that looks like food. Yeah. So, yeah, our veggie burger is made with peas and carrots and mushrooms, sweet potatoes, onions, rice, beans, all put together, and it's absolutely delicious. And there's yeah. a, several people who order it, not because they're vegetarian, but they want to try it. They want to take a break. Um, I actually created, but it's not on the menu yet, what's called a meat in the middle, M-E-A-T, meat in the middle. Okay. Burger. That takes this like half our veggie mixture and then half ground beef put together. Oh. <laughs> so okay. you're like, okay, well, I don't go. really want the veggie burger, but I don't, you know, I kind of okay. want to lighten up or get some, you know, my wife's all up in my grill about eating veggies. Well, here you go. That's a Best pretty of cool both idea. worlds. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we'll see how many votes that gets and bring <laughs> yeah. that back in. So there you go. yeah, so we don't have, I mean, it's not a crazy amount of vegetarian options, right? But right. yeah, I don't want to exclude anybody. You know, yeah. from being able to eat here, it's actually vegan as well. And, you know, we can make a vegan meal for people and gluten-free. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I did want to mention that, too. You guys mm -hmm. do have gluten-free buns. Yes. And uh, my nephew is gluten and dairy-free. And, like, he is super picky. He's five. And But we brought him over there, mm -hmm. got him a gluten-free bun, and he absolutely loved it, and he good. ate the whole thing. Oh, good. And I was shocked. I was like... Oliver is just going to sit here and pick at this meal, and we're going to go home and get him French fries or something, mm -hmm. you know, from somewhere else. But he ate the whole thing. Okay. And so, you know, if you are, you have some of those issues, you are gluten intolerant, mm -hmm. go try the gluten-free burger bun because uh, it is fairly good, Thank according you. to a five-year-old, <laughs> which is a pretty yeah, good review. Yeah, test. exactly. Yeah. yeah, people have complimented us on it, mm -hmm. you know, and there's not a lot of options out there. So I'm really happy we don't bake them in-house, of course. So yeah. I'm glad that people love them. And again, I don't want anybody to go hungry. So mm -hmm. if you have a big group of people and everyone has, a, you know, different dietary needs, I would love to be able to serve everybody. Um, we even designate one specific fryer um, that doesn't have any uh, gluten in it, you know, because some fries and such right. are coated in flour oh, and yeah. so we make sure that even a fryer won't have any residuals of, of gluten for people so that's awesome i do my best now yeah. do we have dairy i shouldn't even bring up what we don't have <laughs> dairy-free milkshakes not yet <laughs> please bear with me yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean that one i think is a little bit of a harder one to tackle is finding the right yeah. non-dairy product to be able to make it the it's, right consistency yeah and, and you know there's been in the last 10 15 years there's far more options right. than there used to be it's it, it is 
again, we just opened eight months ago. And yeah. Please. I can only <laughs> yeah. do so much in one year. <laughs> right. Um, at, at a time. So it will be something that I'll entertain. But at this point, it's just it's almost the logistics of it. We don't have a freezer up by the milkshake machine. So somebody yeah. would have to run to the back to grab that ice cream. and the blah, blah, blah. So it's just we'll get yeah. the, it's on the to do list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, that's that's a lot to try and do in a small restaurant yeah, especially when you're just getting started with this is your first location and mm-hmm. trying to get all that figured out. Yeah, yeah. we got to do the basics. We got to just cr- cover the basics. Get mm-hmm. a good burger out there. Get a you know, and then start tweaking things or do things that are a little more special diet. And yeah, yeah, we will get there. So I have heard, I have heard you for yeah. everyone who wants one. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> work in progress. Mm-hmm. There you but go. But speaking of your dairy full mm-hmm. milkshakes, uh, not only do you have like your typical vanilla chocolate, you have the Coach Tang shake tell us a little bit about that and what that tastes like so it's i we actually debuted that before we were even open i believe it was at the plates and pours or one of the you know we had actually Mm -hmm. we already had the space and you know there was a couple of benefits happening in the spring and i was like oh let's do it it would be a nice sort of dry run and whatever so for one of those events we decided to do a coach tang milkshake now again i am new here Mm-hmm. And my whole life is in that restaurant. I don't, <laughs> I didn't know who Coach Tang was. That's okay. I didn't know why everybody was wearing purple. Just bear with me. It's <laughs> oh all right. You, I'm sure you've learned and I caught have learned on fast. Since. Boy, have I gotten a, yeah. a yeah. teaching. Uh-huh. Yeah, people have told me, and it's very obvious now. Okay, I get it. So, anyhow, somebody, many people, people had mentioned coach tang and so and this was you know in the spring and march madness so it was a totally big deal right yeah and i thought of course i'm a pastry chef and a kid who ate sugar for her whole life i'm like tang i love tang you know that's all i could think of so i decided to take tang and mix it with a milkshake served it at this little event that we did and people went bananas Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're like my god what is in this and i'm like get this milkshake plus tang (laughs) like it's not rocket science people loved it so anyway so that's how it ended up on the menu i thought it was cute after shortly after we opened coach tang actually came in gulp and i and i recognize actually i kind of recognized him but then when he took his credit card out, I saw the name on there, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, okay, it's him. Don't be stupid, Jenny. Um, anyhow, so his wife was with him just to tell a cute story, and she pointed to it and was like, oh, look, they have a milkshake named after you. Yeah. And I told him, I said, do I owe you royalties for every time I've sold one of those? <laughs> and so we laughed about that, and then he, he looked at her, and he said, I don't like orange. Oh no. oh no! And I was like, "Hmm, my should have cleared it." <laughs> so anyhow, this is a fantastic story. He ends up getting a chocolate malt. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. Then he has this thing again. I'm learning called Hang with Tang, like an episode right. some series he does. Right. Yes. Ooh, he mentions on that little purple remote couch. He says. Go to Sparks Burger Company. Best chocolate malt I've had in my entire life. Wow. Whoa. Thank you. So even though he doesn't like orange, it all worked out. <laughs> that <laughs> is so And he's funny. actually been in several times. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and always asks for a chocolate malt. So Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's fine with the coach tang. And then we have a couple of other menu items named after 
K-State, uh, the uh, women's basketball team. We have a yeah. Nick Nacho Burger, one of the announcers, Matt Walters. We have a chili dog, Matt. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. yeah. Silly, but good. Again, I'm embracing the community. Yes. You guys love your sports. You know, we, we love do. our kids. Yeah, sports. We love our cats. Yeah. And I get it. And again, I think that sort of circles back to the community, right? Yeah. You just, you guys rally around things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of them. So mm-hmm. I'm here to rally at the same time, even yeah. though I'm just still learning who people are. <laughs> and that's okay. I've lived here my whole life and mm-hmm. I don't K State sports well. Um, you so what? I don't sports well. Oh. So it's okay. You know, I mean, I support my kids' sports, but like, I don't pay attention very well to other sports. Becky's the one in a million here in this town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Katie asked me if I had, you know, watched I asked any her sports. She watched the, I watched her. I asked her, did you watch the bowl game? And she was like, uh, I looked up. You know, the I'm score the, the, every once in a while on Google. Yeah. I searched I it like, on Google Becky. and was like, what's the score? <laughs> Just so <laughs> you, you feel like you're so paying that, attention. So that, yeah, yeah. I kind of have an idea. You don't want to be an outcast, like right. a misfit. Exactly. So that's why, yeah. 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 So I, I looked it, it up and checked it. Oh, hey. Yeah. They're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, I, you know, ahead. I grew yeah. up, for the most part, my young adulthood and later adulthood in Boulder, Colorado, right? So a college town. Oh, yeah. You know, and now Mm -hmm. the football team with the recent acquisition of their coach is a big deal. But even, I mean, I went to CU Boulder. I lived in Boulder. I worked in Boulder. We did not talk about (laughs) CU Boulder. And we did not wear black and gold all the time. Like, I just have never been somewhere that, wow, you guys are really, really dedicated into it. And, again, I think it's awesome. But I'm just flabbergasted, to be honest with you. Like, you walk into Dillon's, and it's just a sea of purple. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on game (laughs) day and stuff. Yeah. People everywhere. Like, my husband will, like, will want to go to the store or something. And he's like, I can't go out. I don't. I don't have my, I got to change. I got to put my purple on. Like, just, <laughs> it's some oh, real dedication. It's really, it's very, That's, again, yeah. you guys are great. Yeah. It's like giving each other a high five and hug all the time, right? Yeah. To be wearing the same thing, like, yeah. right on, right on. Okay, you know, so that's why we have some menu items and named, and I, yeah. I have TVs. There you go. And when I have the budget, we'll actually have cable <laughs> and be able to watch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the games. So yeah. now, right now, it's actually kind of sweet. You can tell who's not a huge like yourself, Becky, yeah. who's not really into the game because they come to Sparks Burger Company because we right now don't have every game on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I think there's some people who are actually kind of like, ugh. Good, we're talking about something else for a mm-hmm. second. So, yeah. You know, I like to, again, appeal to everybody. Yeah. That way. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm looking through our, our list of questions mm-hmm. to see what if, what else, if we've missed anything. I think we pretty much talked about everything. The only I thing do... we... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the one thing that we didn't really talk about, and I know that you have this presence, is you have social media for the restaurant Mm -hmm. and a website where people can find more information, more so than what we talked about today. Honestly, I feel like, Mm -hmm. kind of. Can you remind us what those are? Can you what, what, what your website is and oh, what we yes. can how and we can find I you? I do. I I will say go to the website 
now, but also check back in a week because it's going to be new and it's so awesome. Oh. It's like interactive. It's really cool. Very nice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, sparksburger.co. Okay. Um, which I thought was cute on paper, but everybody puts an M at the end. But anyhow, because Sparksburger Co. Um, and then that's the same, our handle or whatever it's called mm-hmm. for Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and whatever is uh, Sparksburger Co. Gotcha. Yeah. So like you look for the lightning bolt. There you and go. And that, that's me. Yeah. 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 So we, I try to keep up on that. You know, I'm, I'm busy and I'm old. <laughs> so luckily I have young people. Oh gosh. Like our TikTok channel. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's really cute. Cause I have a couple of young ladies on staff who are like, okay, Jenny, so this is trending. So what you need to do is you need to stand here and I just do whatever they tell me to do. <laughs> and it's so bananas. It's so cute. Okay. Now yeah. I'm going to have to go find that. It's yeah. so cute. We'll oh my, you have to see the one. One of the first ones where I won't tell you the ending, but I had to wipe whipped cream off my glasses. Oh, <laughs> all right. It's adorable. And that's, okay. I, I know you ladies don't want me to go on and on, but my but crew, okay. again, this is one of the reasons why I opened this business is to take good care of the people who serve you guys. I serve them. They serve you. Yeah. I have attracted some of the greatest people. I just love them. Um, and I take good care of them, and they take good care of my business. And they're, you know, there's very rarely a review that we get that doesn't mention how great our customer service is, and that is because they love working there. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I love having them, and they feel nurtured, they feel honored, they, you know, especially, quote unquote, this generation. You know, one of the reasons they, it's often said they don't want to work, but my belief is they just they want to work for a company with a purpose. Right. right. They want to know when they spend their time, who who am I working for? And they see in front of them, yakking at them all day, who they're working for. Right. Uh, and I think it really, it's just heartwarming. They love it. Yeah. You know, they love it. And so I'm very proud of my crew and we have a good time, but we work very, very hard too. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I completely agree. It's not that, you know, people don't necessarily want to work. It's, you know, finding a place that takes mm-hmm. care of you, finding a place that you care about. Yeah. And it's important. And so. Yeah. It does irk me when people say kids these days don't like to work. And yeah. I'm like, eh, it's just they don't want to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me find a more polite way of saying that. Right. But, but it's, it's true. true they, though. You know, they yeah. don't they don't put up with it like we did. Yeah. You know, I, I'm older than the two of you. But, you know, past generations, it's like you get what you get and you don't have a fit and you clock in, and you clock out and you don't fuss about, you know. Yeah. Kids ain't going to put up with that. They no. just not. And I don't think they should. You know, yeah. I totally agree with them. I have a 16 year old son who's doing his first jobs and I'm like, Mm-mm. you know, he knows, you know, you do show up, kiddo, and you do work hard and yeah, you yeah. have to do what the boss says until they're abusive, and right. then you can actually leave. So, yeah, yeah, there's, yep. there's a fine line there. Yes, I guess. yes, there is. My guess yeah. is the reason why your staff is the way they are mm-hmm. is because of you. You know, yeah. the, you your model. You're showing them yeah. kind of you know what it should be, and yeah. they're able to follow that model. Yeah, yeah, and I think they feel comfortable. They feel comfortable being themselves. Yeah, they want to promote this business. They want to say, "Oh, have you been in before?" Because mm-hmm. they they want to promote this business because they like the owner. Yeah, and they like the idea of it, right? Yeah. So it does. It's very mutually beneficial. You yeah, know? and that's why I'm always stunned when there's bosses that don't take care of their people, or you know. And I'm like, <laughs> you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> you know. So right. Yeah. So I just 
just I'm crazy about these people. And part of what I'm doing, too, is I want them to learn this is what good management looks like. Yeah. Not to break my arm patting myself on the back, <laughs> but there's a lot of nasty management out yeah. there. Just ignorant, right? I think especially in fast food, too. Oh, God, Like, yeah. it's hard and, to find mm-hmm. good fast food that takes care of their workers. Yeah, and management. And, mm-hmm. you know, not to discount that, but I'm sure even the two ladies in front of me now and other people would say, at desk jobs, you name the environment, how many awful managers there are. <laughs> you know, it's not – it's a skill that you actually have to work on, and mm-hmm. I have in my years. I've worked on being a good manager. Yeah. Um, and to the point where I, that's part of why I decided to open this is I want to show these young people for the most part because that's what this industry, this restaurant attracts, it's your younger people, what good management looks like so they never practice or tolerate anything less when they go out there. You yeah. Know, this you want to be a good manager? Hey, I'll be a role model for you. You can mm-hmm. sort of learn the tricks of the trade and you know how to take care of people. Or if you're in another position where you have a manager, don't put up with that BS because you know it doesn't have to be that way. Right. So that's really important to me, and I'm also really thrilled that I have you know older people on my staff. This one guy who shows up ugh, every morning, Dave, love Dave, <laughs> um, and he's my buddy. He's my grill master. Makes our patties, grills them up every day. And he even said earlier this week, he said, my wife of 47 years said, you know, hon, I've known you going off to work for 47 years, and I've never seen you as happy as you are now. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I love having him. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, why wouldn't you do this? Yeah. Why wouldn't you treat your people like this? Because look what I get in return. It's just, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. <laughs> my, um, I could go on and on about my people. Well, I could go on and on <laughs> about your spark sauce. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Everyone has their favorite attribute, right? exactly. <laughs> well, God. But I think I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Yes. Again, thank you so much, Genevieve, for coming in and yes. talking to thank us. Thank you so much. Sure, my pleasure. If you want to hear more about them, apparently go check out their TikTok at Sparks Burger Co. Also right. check them out on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I believe. Instagram as well. Yes. And uh, their website, sparksburger.co. Thank you. Um, and they're right there on points. Just go down there and eat something. Genevieve did not pay me for this advertisement, but <laughs> no, I feel like I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> but yes. like, I sincerely love your food. Thank you. My husband and I try to eat there as much as we can. It's we, very good. And so we, we very much appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. It's an honor to be able to serve you guys. I always say a return customer is one of the best reviews I can get. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks again, Genevieve uh, with Sparksburger for joining us on this week's podcast. Thank you so much. You were an absolutely great guest and we're excited uh, to eat your food and try the Coach Tang shake soon, hopefully. But Becky, uh, tell us what's going on in the news. Well, this week, um, as we're starting into the beginning of the year, 
events are a little bit slow in the happening around town. Uh, so the first thing I just want to kind of mention was, you know, there might be some people who are still kind of struggling here after the holidays and looking to figure out where they can maybe get some food to stock their pantry, that sort of thing, make sure they've got stuff on hand. And uh, there's a couple of Harvester's food distributions today here in Riley County. The first one is at 930 at the Randolph United Methodist Church located on Garrison Street in Randolph. And then the other opportunity to receive food from Harvesters today is at 10 o'clock this morning at Westview Community Church, and that's located on Gillespie Drive. And those, um, I know that you need to bring a driver's license with you for those um, opportunities to get food, but not much else is really required. Basically, just they want to just have an idea of how many people they're feeding and that sort of thing. And yeah, that way they can keep track of that and be able to continue to provide for the community. So, very cool. Yeah. All right, and as always, Saturday, the Downtown Farmer's Market is open. They are operating on their winter hours still, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the parking lot on the corner of 3rd and Leavenworth Street. So, again, go visit our friend Andrea out at the Farmer's Market. Absolutely. Find those fresh veggies, those winter ones that maybe you aren't usually used to getting. Try something new. Um yeah. And maybe even and fun. just get out of the house for yeah. a couple hours. It's nice. Exactly, exactly. Give you something to do to start your morning off. So. Yeah. And then on Sunday, Katie is the thirtieth annual Flint Hills Bridal Show. Whoa! Right. I didn't. I knew it'd been going on a while. I didn't realize it was their thirtieth year for this. Yeah. Um, that will be at the K State Alumni Center from noon to three on Sunday, and this is the place to go if you are going to be getting married anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to find vendors for just about everything you can think of. Like I was looking at the website, they've got florists, makeup artists, hairstylists. Absolutely. Even if you're just thinking about you just got engaged, maybe you're hoping to get engaged soon. This will give you a great idea of what all your what all that wedding day, that special day is going to entail. And uh, it'll give you ideas on vendors to use, but it'll also give you ideas on, okay, wow, I never thought that I might need this or that. And it'll help give you an idea of what you might want and not want on your big day and so uh, it's definitely a good opportunity that's going to be held at the k-state alumni center so check that out on sunday yeah and there's registration but i believe they do that just as i mean that's just it's free to go but the registration Mm -hmm. is uh they have like door prizes and things like that that they give away and that's what enters you into that prize drawings gotcha so just something to keep in mind when you go so and then The next thing I was able to find, Katie, is actually quite a ways out. It Mm -hmm. is the day before our next podcast will air. So that's going to be Thursday, January 18th. The Manhattan, Wamigo, and Junction City Chambers of Commerce, um, every year they choose their top 15 under 40, which is 15 professionals in the area of Manhattan, Wamigo, and Junction City who go above and beyond. And... um, they have to be at least 18 years old, but not more than 40, um, or b- but must be under 40, I should say, before November 30th of the previous year. And um, they also have to be employed in the area. And then it's also based on like their volunteering and what they contribute to the communities as mm-hmm. a whole. And so they'll be holding a reception honoring this year's top 15 people under 40 
in the Manhattan Junction City Wamego region. Very so, cool. Yeah, kind of cool. Something I never managed to accomplish, but that's okay. <laughs> like, there's still time for you. Becky's um, a little bit past the window. I kind of am a little past that window, but it's okay. No worries. So, yeah, just, you know, something to think about. And then, you know, there's all it's free to attend. So if you want to go and recognize those 15 people and celebrate with them, there's an opportunity for you to be able to do that. And that uh, reception is being held out at Prairie Wood Retreats in mm-hmm. their Blue Sage, uh, Blue Sage Barn. Goodness, that's a lot of words for me today <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that sounds good well i think that's all the news uh the community events that we have going on the next couple weeks uh like becky said our next podcast is gonna air the day after the 15 under 40 reception january 19th so uh check that out at 8 a.m friday the 19th we'll have another local business owner uh here I'm excited to uh Yeah, so we're kind of teasing you guys this time. We're not going to tell you who we're having in here. It's going to be something for you guys to find out. We're going to try and get you to come back and check things out with us the next time and see if we can entice you to come back, see who we've got in here. Absolutely. And in the meantime, if you're wondering what's going on, you can always check out littleapplepost.com. Or you can uh, listen to some of our old episodes. Uh, They're all out there, Little Apple Post. Uh, under the podcast tab, you can find Little Apple Bites and see them all there. Obviously, you can find them all on whatever listening platform you're listening to as well. So. Absolutely, yeah. So just remember, a locally grown apple a day keeps our community unique in every way. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.